I have to train. Nationals are just a few weeks away. Before Christmas. How far is it to the West Ridge Rehab Clinic? 20 minutes by foot. Careful of the wolves. Welcome to West Ridge. Time for a rest and recovery. Hey, Mom. Are you getting any rest? Not really. I thought the mountains were supposed to have a calming effect. Not so sure that's working. Get off the ice! It's totally fine! Ah! What is Claire Benson doing here? Did you hurt yourself? Yeah, kind of. You're a famous figure skater, huh? And you're a professional hockey player, huh? No, now I'm just a dad. Daddy, do you like Claire? Looks like you got the girlfriend with you. Oh, no, we're not. not. Shouldn't miss the annual Christmas tree decorating tonight. I wish Claire gets better so she can become a world champion. It's tough. Being an athlete, knowing your body's not keeping up anymore. Is there a problem, Claire? After coaching for 10 years, I'm pretty sure I know what Claire needs. You're allowed to have a man in your life other than your coach. As athletes, we need to push ourselves in order to achieve greatness. How is Julia? That woman is very strong. What would happen if you didn't compete? There may come a day when you regret not having lived more life outside the arena. It appears Claire isn't quite as focused as she was before she got here, and I'm guessing it has something to do with a retired hockey player. This is about me, and my heart is telling me something different. Just because I quit doesn't mean I should be convincing her to do the same thing. She will regret it if she doesn't go for it. And I'm sure you don't want to be the one who crushes her dreams, because if you do... She will never forgive you. I think it's important you stay focused on your dreams. Claire, is this what you really want? Mom, let's just go. Daddy, will Claire ever come back? As scared as I am to walk away. Come on, Claire, come on. I know it's going to be okay. Thought I was holding you back. My dreams have changed. Merry Christmas! Okay, that was less a trailer than just a two-minute summation of the movie. Uh, So there you go. Uh, I guess I'm done. Later. Oh, I kid. It's Emily. I'm back with another stocking stuffer. I don't know if he said the title in that trailer. Uh, The movie today that we're discussing is called Falling for Christmas. Now, I would like to challenge you to go to IMDb and look this movie up because you won't find it. nor will you, if you type in the name of the director or any of the actors associated with it, will it show up. Uh, the alternate title that it shows up with on IMDb is A Snow-Capped Christmas. Uh, and for some reason, their alternate title linkage is not working well on this one. Uh, this was made or distributed to or aired by the Up Network, our good friends at Up. Uh, Up is the one that put out the Drew Lachey, Guess Who's Coming to Christmas one. They are a Christian network. Uh, This movie is not, like, I don't think there's anything overtly Christian about it in any way. The only way that I would have kind of figured, oh, yeah, of course that's um, Up, is that Lisa Welchel from The Facts of Life is in this movie. And if you know anything about her for the past, like, 30 years after Facts of Life, I think all she kind of did with her I know she you know she got married she had kids just like you do in a Hallmark movie um but she is like really super conservative Christian so it makes sense that she would do this movie if she found nothing objectionable about objectionable about it however she is not credited like if you look in IMDb she doesn't have an actual credit in there and in the opening credits 
the opening credits, she is special appearance by, which is weird because she's in like eight scenes. There's no reason for that other than maybe like she made the movie and then afterwards she felt something was sinful and then wanted her name removed. I don't know all the rules. Anyway, um, Falling for Christmas, a snowcap Christmas, I, both are really stupid titles, but that doesn't take anything away because this is a movie about a figure skater. Now, for those of you who probably know this, who might not know this about me, I fucking love figure skating. It is one of, uh, it is, I consider it a sport. I, you know, for me, there are two sports that I actively watch and follow and know a lot about, and that is baseball and figure skating. And I don't do it ironically. Like, I do to an extent. Like, I'll make fun of costumes and kind of laugh at the really overdramatic routines and stuff. But, like, honestly, no. I just really like figure skating. I find it's pretty to watch. And I've been a fan of it ever since the Tanya Harding scandal. Because that's the kind of thing that would get me involved in a sport. Um, So, anytime there's anything figure skating-wise, I'm going to watch it. So, the fact that there was a, you know, Cozy Cardigan Christmas movie... With a figure skater in it. Well, why haven't they done that before? Maybe they have. I don't know. Like I said, they make about three dozen. No, every network makes three dozen. There's about 900 new made-for-TV Christmas movies released every year. I'm sure there's like one or two others about a figure skater. But I didn't see them being advertised while watching Guess Who's Coming to Christmas. So therefore, I didn't know to record them. But I did record Falling for Christmas. And... You heard the synopsis. Claire is a figure skater. She's an American ladies figure skater. And nationals are coming up. And so she, like, she's, they don't say, maybe they say her age. She's somewhere in her 20s, which, let's face it, for a ladies figure skater, Ashley Wagner, looking at you, um, 20, like, 4 is when you start becoming over the hill. And mid-20s is old, quote-unquote, for a female figure skater. And you will rarely see the top tier older than 24 years old, I'd say. Uh, but Claire is probably around that age. So she's ne- she knows she's nearing the end of her career. Uh, she, you know, she talks about how injuries are getting harder to recover from and everything. But this is, this is kind of seen as her last chance. And nationals are coming up and she has a good shot at, at you know, winning the gold. She has not won gold before. Um, she's having trouble landing her triple axle, which allow me to get figure skating snobby here for a moment. First off, very few women do triple axles. By very few, I think there is a handful that have historically landed them in competition. Uh, I could give you a whole lesson on it, but let's just say the second woman in the world to ever do it was none other than Tanya Harding. But after her, there was like two more. Uh, It's a very difficult move. It is not expected of female figure skaters. And even if they do it, the reason they don't do it now is that it doesn't get them that many points compared to doing other things that are less challenging. So there is a figure skater, Mao Asada, who won the silver medal, the Olympic silver medal in 2010. Uh, And let me tell you, folks, 2010, she won the silver medal. She landed two triple axles in her final program and still didn't beat the gold medalist who didn't do a triple axel. So, like, that's not the secret to winning a Nationals medal, but I I get figure skating nerdy. Anyway, um, she injures her foot during practice because she has a very strict coach because that's how they are in figure skating. 
Uh, so what he says is like, okay, you have to go recover. I'm going to send you up to this clinic where they specialize in curing figure skaters, I guess. But then you get up there and it's like, there's no ice rink and nobody seems to know anything about figure skating. Doesn't make any sense, but it does get us to a very small, charming town. So that's the important thing. Um, so Claire goes to this town. It is a, guess it, you got it, a charming small town. Uh, once there, immediately she meet cutes the handsome, eligible bachelor who is a single dad slash former hockey player. Uh, he has a daughter. They all bond. They fall in love. But then Julian, her skating coach, comes up to get her back on track for nationals. Uh, and there is conflict because Claire must decide, does she you know, live for love or live for the love of figure skating. And you've heard the movie, so you know how it ends. Um, and, and that's, that is it. Now, I'm gonna, as, as you know here, what we do is we then, you know, I give you a synopsis and then I break down the tropes of these movies to see if the movie, you know, fulfilled all of those. Um, so let, let's do that before I tell you what I thought of Falling for Christmas. Uh, let's start with number one, which is our lead in need of a lesson. And now in this case, obviously, uh, Claire is that, uh, and Claire is ambitious, right? In a different way. You know, it's not lawyer business talk. It is, I've been skating my whole life and I work really hard and I really want to do this. I'm going to push myself to do it, which guys, that's like what you have to do if you're a figure skater. You have to be skating six days a week and getting up at 4am and eating carrots. That's the, like... Have you ever tried it? Like, it's really, really hard. And your body has to be in insane shape to do it. So if you are a lazy figure skater, you're Tanya Harding in 1994, when, because she had given up her training, that's when she had to hire, you know, men to club Nancy Kerrigan. Um, But the movie seems to think, like, yeah, she's wasting her life doing this. Guys, she's like 24. She has plenty of time to marry and have babies and, you know, go back to college for a degree in communications or whatever she's going to do with her life. Uh, it's, it's really okay. Like she can take another year or two to do this thing that she has given every ounce of herself to for the past 20 years. Um, but still she needs to learn a lesson. The weird thing about this movie is it can't quite commit to what kind of woman she is. Because at the very start, um, when she first lands in this uh, charming small town, she's kind of a bitch. Uh, She's just very, like, your typical kind of rich girl in a small town. And she's annoyed that her car breaks down and is annoyed that she has no cell service. And, oh my god, this town, I can't get over it. But then, like, immediately that drops and she's like, oh, this is actually really nice. So I don't know if maybe they just changed their mind very quickly. Maybe they figured, you know, this is this. We don't want to make her mean. We don't have to. Um, so let's just drop that right away. It's it's weird. The I didn't write the actress's name down, but she's actually very appealing. Um, she's just she's pleasant. I mean, you know, she's like all of these movies. She is pretty, um, but she she's she is natural on screen. Uh, I don't know how they did the. Um, figure skating doubles, but it was never that obvious that it wasn't her not landing a triple axle. So good on that. Way to go, editing department, who are very hard to find who they are because this movie isn't credited correctly on IMDb. Um, But I don't know. Maybe they just figured, well, the actress is likable. Let's go with that. I'm not sure. 
but she will learn a lesson about how she's better off becoming a stepmother to a rather obnoxious child than becoming an Olympic world, uh, not an Olympic, a world champion. I should also add, this does not take place during an Olympic year, which I kind of appreciated because that would have been really ridiculous if it was the Olympics. And she's like, I don't know. I don't think I really care. No, it's just world championships, which they have every year. Uh, Number two, our setting. uh, Yes, we are set in the town of Westridge. Now, Westridge, obviously, is your small winter town in the mountains. There is one tow truck. There is no cell phone service. Uh, There's, like, not even a big ice rink, guys. How crazy is that? And we're told immediately that, you know, what we do around here is we help people. That's, that's what they do in Westridge, and as you can guess, there are also town events where everybody shows up to decorate the town Christmas tree, just like in Christmas cookies, because that's what happens in these small towns all of the time. Now, here was my question, and I didn't watch close enough, so I couldn't tell. Uh, this is Canada. Like, I have a screenshot I will try to remember to post um, that shows, like, a shot of the street, and you see store names and one literally says Canada I don't remember in the movie if they ever specifically said uh you know it wasn't Canada or that it was Canada uh but if they didn't mean for it to be Canada then they're getting really lazy about this guys um so number three is our bland love interest who does manual labor who's a widowed dad. So this guy hits the jackpot on this one. Uh, Once again, I did not write down the actor's name, but you heard everything you need to know about him from the trailer. And this guy is your token, uh, like, heart of gold, but doesn't say much, kind of handsome guy. Uh, As you heard, he was a former hockey player. Uh, He gave up hockey after a lot of injuries, And when he did get this, his wife left him. That's right. It's not a widowed dad, but he might as well be because the wife is dead to everybody. And if you've ever seen that Law & Order SVU episode where, um, oh, okay, there is nobody famous is in it, so I can't describe it. It won't click to you right away. But basically, there's um, they find a dead body, and it's a woman, and they discover that she was like happily married to this guy in this really small town, and everybody thought they were the perfect couple. And she was his second wife because his first wife like just left. And then you find out that like, oh no, the wife left because he was beating her really badly. And then he ended up killing the next wife, and nobody believes it because the guy's so nice. That's kind of what I thought might be the the twist with this guy because everybody in town is like, oh, he's just the most eligible bachelor. Can you believe anybody would leave him? Like, two people say that, which I think is a little weird. Um, And, like, he is, I mean, he's a very good-looking man. Again, the actor is actually pretty charming. I'm going to say these, uh, of the almost dozen of these movies I've watched so far, this year uh this couple had the best chemistry of any of the ones i've seen they actually like looked and felt like they would have been a pleasant couple and good on you up for finally matching that chemistry formula uh but deep down i really think he was a serial killer um he is the uh town handyman of course he's the town handyman uh he delivers woods wood for fire he sharpens ice skates and knows how to do it like nobody else because he's the perfect man uh and it's it's 
a little too good to be true, plain and simple. And I will say, as much as this couple does have good chemistry, they have the um, most chaste kiss at the end of the fi- the end of the film. Spoiler alert: they kiss, and it is the tightest clothes clothes closed lipped kiss you have ever seen in a movie. There was somebody in the Up, because again, Up is the Christian network, must have been standing there with like a ruler and measuring and maybe like put a tissue up to their lips to make sure that they weren't actually touching and there was no tongue. It is, for this couple, it's like these two hot people that, you know, clearly have a connection. It was really awkward and weird. And again, I'm just going to blame it on it being a Christian network. Uh, moving on to number four, the montage. Uh, this, this year has been a little bit slow for montages, I'm going to say, but thankfully, uh, this movie made up for it because they put in a few and they are your typical, uh, winter fun montages, I should call them, because we get a sledding montage where Claire serial killer hockey player and his daughter go sledding and of course it's done like in cuts and with music uh and we get a claire teaching kids how to ice skate montage so good on you for that number five dead parents yes i know we don't have a dead wife but in the very first scene uh it is established that claire's dad is dead uh, and it's done in the most gr- the greatest throwaway line that uh, Blair from Facts of Life has ever had, which is, um, you know, Claire is just kind of saying, like, oh, I have to go to practice, I have to do this. And Lisa Welchel, however you say her name, kind of says, like, well, you know, uh, your father was pushed himself, and maybe if he didn't push himself so hard, or maybe if he didn't push you so hard, he'd still be here. Which just seems like a nasty thing to say to your daughter. Uh, number six, our sassy sidekick. Uh, so we kind of get two here because um, serial killer hockey player has either a best friend or a brother. I don't know if they said it. Uh, he he is the little girl calls him uncle, but that could just be like a close family friend. It's the guy that you've seen in a dozen other things. Um, he like had a period of time where he was in everything. He was in Freddy vs. Jason. He was the sheriff who gets killed. He was in, I think he was in Dead Man on Campus, and he was the, I don't know why of all movies I'd reference that. Anyway, you've seen this guy. He kind of looks like a doofy football player that was never that good at football and somehow ended up acting. Uh, so he is um, murderous uh, hockey player's best friend, uh, who, guess what, romances Clara's mom. And so that's one sassy sidekick. You could almost qualify Lisa Welchel as the sassy sidekick because she kind of participates in everything Claire does as if they were more sisters than uh, mother-daughter. Which, um, not to lend figure skating uh, expertise there, but I kind of believe that of figure skaters because they don't have time for friends. So I think their best friend would be their coach and their, their mother. But we also get, you kind of heard her in the trailer, if you heard a very shrill uh, noise that kind of made an eardrum pop, that would be the receptionist at the clinic where Claire is staying, who talks like a chipmunk, and she is has the look of your sidekick, because she is chubby, like pleasantly plump, and has that chirpy chirpy voice, and always wears kind of big chunky jewelry, and is there to kind of uh, flirt with... Um, hockey player rapist and to say to Claire like you know he's single uh 
it's like Mickey Mouse, but Mickey Mouse with a sore throat. It's not pleasant at all. Number seven, the evil woman. We don't have any evil women. Now, the villain in this movie, I guess, would be Claire's figure skating coach. And again, like, she's paying him, she's got to be paying him really good money. And really, he's just doing his job. The movie paints him as a villain, but he's, like, he, his goal is to get her to win a gold medal. You can't just let her drink hot chocolate and rest to do that, people. Come on. Uh... And they actually do kind of have fun with him because they may just make him into this very rich, uh, prissy bitch of a man. So he's constantly dropping the fact that he won, you know, uh, several national titles. And there's there's actually a very funny scene involving the obnoxious sassy sidekick where um, he says something to her. He kind of like orders her to do something. And he refers to her as like hotel woman, and then like she she walks away, or like she goes to do what he says, and he, then he like he looks at Claire, and he would just whispers, "I don't know her name," which is is funny when you see it. Trust me, it is. Um, number eight, slapstick. Thankfully, we do get some. Uh, all of it involves Julian uh, hurting himself doing manual labor things, the kind of things that the hockey player torturer does like every day so julian pulls his back while chopping logs and he gets he goes ice fishing it's a lot of winter based humor in case you haven't guessed he goes ice fishing and ends up like throwing the reel or the lure or the cat what do you ever you call the sharp pointy thing the hook he ends up getting that like stuck in his leg so it's all funny because it's a rich man getting hurt uh number nine sage old person uh, I guess the closest we come is really Lisa Welchel, when when Blair from Facts of Life, because she is there to purely keep giving Claire advice about how apparently she should have never should have just given up her figure skating dreams, which again seems like a weird thing for this woman to want for her daughter. If presumably, like she spent twenty years helping her achieve these dreams, but anyway, it's not, she's not the best sage old person because really again she's treated more like a sassy sidekick so half point there and santa claus sadly no there's no real santa claus uh the little girl who i'll get to does make a wish that claire wins nationals and spoiler alert she does and it comes true so there is certainly christmas magic at play but not technically santa claus so that means we have seven out of ten which is a respectable number if you will but we're gonna bump that up now with our bonuses public domain holiday song there are many of them including a moment where claire and her mother sit by the fire uh at this clinic and sing silent night as you do with your mother me and my mother do it every christmas no we really don't um the other thing that we get, well, two other things, three other things we get. We get a cloying child. Uh, the little girl's name is like Shamani, I think. I've never heard that name. It has an X in it, so I'm guessing it's French. Maybe because they're French Canadian. That's not clear. She's not the worst child we've had because this year has been pretty rough for child actors in these movies. Um, and she doesn't, like, really cause any drama. Like, she likes Claire right away. Claire likes her. There's no, like, unnecessary uh, non-bonding with child things. But she's still kind of annoying. Uh, the ice skating bonus obviously gets, like, 30,000 points because you have a figure skater and a hockey player. And the Canadianisms, well, again, a, I spotted a sign that said Canada. So 
That is Falling for Christmas. Now, do I recommend this one? In terms of the earnestness of this, this one is actually kind of sweet, just again, because I think the... um, well, first of all, let me let me preface this and give you that disclaimer by saying I love figure skating. We'll watch anything with figure skating. Uh, so right away, like for me, I'm going to watch it. If you're a figure skating fan, then sure, watch it because it references figure skating. Um, aside from that, again, this is one of the the kind of sweeter ones. It's not as uh, it's it's not very clever. It's not doesn't really have much outside of just being like a sweet love story. But I think the love story in this one does kind of work. Uh, and I don't know, like they're attractive people who look good together and feel good together. So go ahead and reproduce as these movies seem to uh, dictate that you must. That was Falling for Christmas. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will be back with more if I'm not insane yet, or if I'm not laid up in bed shooting out babies and mistletoe, because that's what these movies seem to want me to do. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. 